If you or a loved one has a hoarding problem, let's work together on a solution. Thank you for stopping by the Hoarding Solution podcast. I'm honored today to talk with Marisa Redis, and she is the owner-operator of Absolute Touch Specialized Cleaning in the Dallas area, and I'm honored to have her here with us today talking about uh, the work she does and how she helps people get their lives sorted out, organized, and ready for the next step. So thank you for being here today. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I really do appreciate it. I'm excited. How are you? (laughs) I am doing pretty well. I always get a little nervous about these because I want everything to flow well. (laughs) And we all (laughs) (laughs) tech can be a problem some days. But so tell us a little about, you know, your journey and and the things you're working on. Well, um, I started my company back in um, 2015. Initially, I didn't realize that it was even going to be a business. I was um, at church and someone asked me for help because she was uh, disabled. And she she said, um, you know, I hope you don't take offense, but I would really like it if you could help me, you know, clean up my home. And I was like, no, no, I don't mind at all. You know, and because I, I used to work in the medical field for 20 years. Uh, mm-hmm. before and so helping people is just part of it and I would always see her at church and you know help her with a few things and I think that's what made her really feel comfortable to ask and so I was like yeah when do you want me to come over so I went over there and um, she was you know uh, so happy um, with the work that I did and I honestly didn't know what I was getting myself into mm-hmm. um but I just knew she needed help and that I was able to actually do the job. And so as soon as I left there, the idea to start a cleaning company was immediate and I took immediate action. It was never a, what are you doing, Marisa? You know, um, you don't know this industry, you know, but I knew I could help people. Now, I did not know I was going to actually be like really good at it. And I'm really thankful that I took that leap you know, and, and just stepped on, just stepped out there. And so, um, and that's where it began. And then I started learning about property management, real estate, um, and then people in different types of situations where it was, um, you know, a lot of clutter, uh, hoarding, fall risk, you know, um, and then just, you know, simple organizing. I'm having a baby. I need to reorganize some things in my house. So those type of things were, um, you know, the type of things that was coming up against, you know, at first. And I had to learn a lot, you know, during that time to, uh, you know, learning that it's, it was very emotional. I would have never thought, you know, until I actually stepped into it, how emotional it was for people. Um, the work itself is always easy because I can walk in and see the and from the beginning, when I walk into a, a situation that may be chaotic, I can see the clear, I can see very clearly, you know, and I, I just count that as just being a gift, but being able to be patient with people, you know, provide compassion, kindness, that is the number one thing that, that people need through, um, you know, situations like that. So, yeah, and that's pretty much it. I just, you know, and, and, and like I said, it's it's just grown bigger um, with a bigger vision. 
um, than what I ever anticipated. I would have never guessed that I'd be here at this moment <laughs> with the mindset that I have in reference to uh, so much work that can be done and lives that can be changed. Well, and that's such the important piece is caring about the compassion, the kindness, and and recognizing how lives can be changed through this type of work. You know, it really is transformational and emotional. And I, I mm-hmm. feel like that is the more important piece for people to understand about these situations is that emotional component and how... Mm-hmm how challenging it is because you might already be dealing with, like you mentioned, someone's having a baby. So you have some emotional things happening there or someone lost a parent and now you're dealing with their estate, you know, Mm -hmm. or someone has a long-term illness and they can't navigate and care for their property or their home the way they used to. And it's really scary to invite someone into your home if you're afraid of being judged or, you know, mm-hmm. and having an unpleasant experience. So what you're bringing to the table is really important. And I'd like to mention your gift to be able to see what needs to be done, mm-hmm. because a lot of times that's why something isn't happening. People are are too overwhelmed and they can't see a way through it. Mm-hmm. So I really that's appreciate it. that perspective, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh. um you know it's it's unfortunate a lot of a lot of people they do get overwhelmed because they they can't see they can't um visualize what to do next they don't even know where to start you know and that's that's hard when you want something and you're living in it but then you still feel like you can't do anything about it you know and it's like where do I even begin because they I mean every time it never fails you know it's it's heavy on the heart to um to see them so upset and and crying like I don't know what to do with this but then seeing the end result and they're happy they're joyful they can breathe the feng shui in the room is you know amazing because of the the transition and that's the thing that makes it so or the tears, you know, once they do call in to get help, you know, and, and that's, to me, that's a really big deal. Like when they, you know, somebody seeking um, help and to actually allow someone to come in, that's a huge step. Like that is the beginning of something wonderful to me. Um, and that's where it all begins. And then to go through the journey, you know, it gets heavy, but then you see the load get lifted as they release things out of their home and out of their life that should have been gone a long time ago, you know, and it's not always easy breezy to where it's um, just, you know, perfect all the time or anything like that. Cause it, it does get really hard, but to go to sit it to the side and come back to it, they're able to instantly, almost instantly make a decision. No, I'm just going to go ahead and let that go. But the process, the process is what makes it, Um, wonderful and I just always encourage them look at what you've done you did good you know so that's the difference you know just to be able to to see them be proud of themselves so yeah and the patience piece is so valuable because you you have it's almost like you have to tell the story about the things or you have to work through that story so that then you're able to detach from it and that's where I, I see it is effective when 
we're working with someone on that human level of Mm -hmm. we understand that this is difficult and I'm proud of you for working through this and sticking with it because it it is very it's very difficult to work through some of those emotional and attachment things and it's why I'm not a fan of forced cleanouts because people will tend to rehoard or reclutter very quickly if they aren't involved with the decision and a lot of times mm-hmm. it's really helpful if the person is ready and it's a question I will ask often if someone says well can you help so and so I'm like well are they ready are they ready for yeah. that you know because it's not it's not something that's easy to come to if you're not ready or prepared to have that process happen mm-hmm that's true. I, I completely agree because, um, you know, of course, because uh, my company does um, hoarding after death clear out, um, home organizing, packing, and then we do a deep clean or move out clean, depending on the situation. But after death clean at clear outs, um, they're emotional, but they're still a lot easier than the person that's actually in it. You know, like the son or daughter you know, may have some attachments to a few things, but the actual person being present in that moment, attempting to get rid of things, it's a different emotion attached, a different feeling mm-hmm. attached, you know, even though it may, could be a whole lot of stuff, you know, for the son or daughter or, you know, other family member to go through, it's still not going to be as difficult, you know, even though it's doing a death. And that's the weird thing to me, you know, that even though this is in the midst of death, um, you know, to look at the memories, embrace them, knowing what to keep, knowing what to release. But the person in the middle of the hoarding and their actual stuff is hard. It's mm-hmm. so much harder, even though the person is alive and they, it's, you know, something else. So yeah, the forced clean out is uh, something that, man, um, I, I, it's, I, it's almost like being robbed, you know, for for them. You know, you're coming in, you're taking my stuff. This is mine. You know, I, I work for this. I chose this. This is not junk. Why are you treating it that way? You know, to me, that's a whole violation by itself. And I won't do it. You know, unless the person has passed away and someone says, I need this house cleared out. And they already, you know, they get full consent. But if someone calls me and they're hiring me to do something to this person, I wouldn't do it. Because I care about the person more than I care about the junk. I'm like, I'm not going to violate this person. I wouldn't do it. So I don't care how much money, 10,000, 20,000, 50,000, it does not matter. I would not do that to that person. So yeah, because it, it's real and it can leave, to me does more damage than good. You know, the willingness is the most important thing. The steps, the process, and even though it's hard, it's worth it. Instead of taking someone and just ripping them apart, like you can't do that to people. And that's the whole problem with a lot of that is um, there's not a recognition of how traumatic it is for the human in that situation. And I also see, well, to me, there's a lack of knowledge, like a lack of awareness on some of the people who make decisions that lead to forced cleanouts, whether it's court ordered or property management, like demanding it happen. Um, Plus, a lot of these situations take a, a few years to become an issue. And if you expect it to be all mm-hmm. fixed in two weeks, that's an unrealistic expectation. 
um, to put on a mm -hmm. person, um, whether it's a hoarding situation or not. You know, mm -hmm. so yeah, very unrealistic. I've seen that before. Yeah, mm -hmm. and I think where that's, it's like, can we hurry up and do this? <laughs> right, and it's like, well, there's there's processing, and a lot of times, at least from what I've seen, there's a lot of people that are dealing with traumatic things that have happened in their lives, and that's mm -hmm. part of why they're hoarding. And if you aren't aware of that, you're and you're only looking at the stuff you're missing, you know a good 80% of the picture of what's happening. And I think sometimes that's why you have to really customize whatever you're doing, whatever your project is, mm -hmm. whatever your bid, whatever you're doing, you have to really customize it to that person's mm -hmm. needs. And one size doesn't always fit all. And I, and I know that you know that based on all the services mm -hmm. your company does, you know, yeah. you try to figure out, where that person is and how can you best assist them? And I think that in my opinion is the narrative that needs to change is how can we assist mm -hmm. this person? Not how are we going to fix this situation? Because mm -hmm. let's face it. Most of us have some kind of clutter somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> yes, they, <laughs> yes, everyone does. And and that's the thing. Um, like with real estate agents, because we do most definitely work with them, mm -hmm. um, to make the process a lot easier uh for them and their clients uh to be able to whether we're gonna go into the home and organize, um, and purge, like get let's get rid of some stuff, but they have to be willing and they have to have the time to do it. Not everybody has the time to do it. You know, some people may not have the willingness, but usually they want to do something so they can sell the house. Right. Um, but if they don't have the time um, or even the emotional capacity to go through the process of purging and organizing, guess what the other option is? Containing it, packing it, getting it into a pod. And now it is contained. It is in one place instead of all over the place. So now we can go in and do a deep clean. Right. right. Now we can make it look beautiful once we get these other items out of the home and then that gives them a, a different a, a side relief and they get to see differently now they see their home again you know even with just doing packing packing it up you know and um, hopefully they will take the time to go back you know to take time to go through those boxes but um you know but in situations like selling houses you know some people don't want like i said no they don't want to go through the process because it is so time consuming it's, if it's like really really out of control mm -hmm. um <clears throat> but then i do have some that do most definitely want to go through y'all should have gotten rid of this a long time ago you know and they'll <laughs> go through the part or whatever but you know but then there are some that okay what well, um another option let's pack it up you know, let's get into um, a pods and we can go ahead and move it. And then, you know, people being able to see again, it helps them think a little bit clearer on what they should do next. Because sometimes it's so bad to where you can't even see whether you're coming or going. So that's what we do for our clients as well. So that's a, that's an option. You know, it's not the most, you know, favorable option. Of course, you want to actually deal with the stuff, but um you know, but if it's packable, if it's something that we can pack up like papers mm -hmm. to get rid of, um, you know, then, you know, well, let's go ahead and just, you know, 
let's pack it up. Let's get it out of here. Let's clear the space. Let's make you safe. You know, if that's the case, let's make you safe. Let's make sure that that um, you're not going to have a fall hazard, you know, to happen or, you know, have something fall on you. You know, we don't want that either. So, yeah. And that's something that people like I've helped with a couple situations like that, too, where the the best alternative at that point was to pack it versus try to purge everything based on the health issues and things. And mm-hmm. the, and it's also an aspect of what some people call a safety day, where you are mm-hmm. your intent is to make the space safe, not so much mm-hmm. organize, purge, and go through it, but just make it safe. And if you're able to actually just remove it, you are creating that safer space. Plus, like we were talking about earlier, that person would feel hopefully less violated and still in charge kind of, of their possessions and what's happening. And part of kind of working through that so you don't create the same thing again is processing your emotions. It's processing your stuff. It's processing, going through that process, Mm -hmm. I guess, of Mm -hmm. learning what to keep, what to discard, you know, and, and being part of the decision making process. And if you take that away from people for whatever reason, I think it just makes them angry. They maybe can't say it, but there is that mm-hmm. um, sense, I think, of violation, which I think is a, an actually very accurate word. Be- and something I have found is often people aren't being heard. They are not, no one's listening to their perspective because mm-hmm. all they're seeing is the clutter and not not what that person might actually need, what that person might actually be agreeable to if we asked. Mm -hmm. (laughs) If we had a conversation instead of assuming, and there's a lot of assumptions I think that happen in some of these situations and people are often very highly educated, very intelligent in their work and the things they've done. They just have Mm -hmm. this struggle over here. And I think it's very unfair to assume that a person wants something if we haven't asked them what they're what they want mm-hmm. and you can see um and you you can see the anxiety you can mm-hmm. see the stress you can see the what are they doing you know um because it, it's mainly like I'm, I'm saying this because a husband and wife type of situation mm-hmm. where she's pushing to get rid of something he's like no what are you doing like why are you doing this like this is mine you know so that's really conflicting because you got the wife that's ready to clear out the space you know like you know if we don't do this now you know then our kids are gonna have to do it when we die you know he's like but I don't want to get rid of that so you have the argument back and forth but mm-hmm. the violation is written all on I just remember one client particularly on his face it was so so much anxiety like why why are you trying to get me to do this mm-hmm. like he really felt like she was coming at him and that she was working against him um to try to just clear space and um so you know we were able to calm down you know <laughs> and come to an agreement well okay if you keep this you know will you get rid of this and it was a yes you know between the two which one would you like to keep the most you know mm-hmm. how do you feel about this you know, okay, well, I just let that one go, you know, because they had like a, like a lot of duplicates of things and, you know, this looks just like this, you know, so, you know, you know, can we go ahead and put this one over here? And it was a yes, because now he can actually see 
that, oh yeah, I do have, you know, two of these are too many of these, you know, but that's the transition that you have to take people through that, that's that emotionally attached to their belongings. But he was at first, it, he would, did not like the idea period, mm-hmm. you know, and it did take a lot of work and calming down and, um, you know, talking about allowing him to talk about the things and why they meant so much to him. Cause he loved this stuff. <laughs> he was so excited about it. Yeah. <laughs> And, and being present in that way with someone is actually a gift, you know, it, it's a gift to that person that they're feeling heard and validated almost. And mm-hmm. I, I watched something recently where I, it just seemed to me that the people on the ground moving things had more of awareness and understanding of how hard it was than some of the other people that were leading that situation (laughs) it's like they Mm -hmm. had a much clearer understanding of how hard it was for this person and I Mm -hmm. just thought that for me that was kind of an interesting take to see the compassion on their faces and Mm -hmm. in their eyes and the work they're doing um and they just seemed very aware of that emotional component and Mm -hmm. it's if we don't take that time it's it's much harder, I think, to navigate it. But something you mentioned also is that friction between either married couples or roommates, or if you're cohabitating somewhere, mm. someone is a clutter, clutter bug, someone isn't. And so you have <laughs> <laughs> um, friction sometimes. Um, and so as a person that goes in to do that work, I think you have to be really aware of what you might be facing in in mm-hmm. some of those situations you know oh yeah and, and keep down a fight because mm-hmm. they will argue and scream and yell at each yeah. other I've seen it done before um it it you know it's like oh my goodness like what did I just walk in on you know right. you have to it's like oh my gosh should I call 911 because sometimes <laughs> like you just don't know that this is their potential norm you know they could go at each other like this all the time right you know um because I remember one um set of people that uh a family that we were helping and they would do that like every couple of days and it was just so awful mm-hmm. and it, you know and I'm like okay you know okay what's what's the problem and, you know, but that was a, actually a normal lifestyle of arguing about everything, fussing about just about everything. And no matter how big or how small, it was just just their life. Mm-hmm. Um, and so and so when it comes down to making decisions and needing to get rid of things, it was sort of, um, you know, made it hard because they got really mean and, and mad at each other. And so to have to be the voice of reason in the middle of so much chaos of people that you're learning, you know, you're learning, okay, what calms them down? What, right. you know, how can you fix this? Isn't because you, because you don't know everybody's so different when they get upset. Um, so, huh, yeah, so I've been there most definitely in the middle of a, you know, at first I, I didn't, I, I just remember it was just like, oh my God, is am I hearing what I'm hearing right, right. now? Because they were just so mean to each other. I was just like, ah. I was like, oh goodness. I'm like, okay, I got to step in here and do something, you know, so, but we fixed it, but it just was, <coughs> oh, excuse me, very surprising initially. And that's true. You don't always know, I think what you're walking into um, mm. in some of those situations, because and if they've lived a certain way for so long, 
and now you're there to try to intervene or help, it can be, it's really changing their norm. And so mm. I've seen uh, people really disagree <laughs> on, on mm. the outcomes, you know, and then you may get pulled aside by one person. They tell you what they want. The other person tells you. And so now yeah. you're, in, <laughs> now you're in a position you're like, well, um, okay. I hear, like, I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying. And then you've got like, what, 10 seconds to formulate something so yeah. that you're not violating either person's confidence, but also like, I'm here, here's what I hear you saying, you know, is this accurate? And you're almost step, you're like mediating in a way sometimes, you know, mm -hmm. and so you're, you end up being almost counselor, organizer, like friend, coach, mm -hmm. but uh, we're still here to get something done, you know, so there's this, I almost feel like you're a hybrid of so many different industries or roles that other people play. You're almost this hybrid mm -hmm. of I'm not sure what the right word is. I use the word consult yeah. sometimes, you know, like yeah, a, a coach. Look, a coach. A coach. A yeah, word, coaching them through. Yeah, coaching yeah. them through the process. Coaching them through, you know. Okay, you know, we, you know, this is how we're gonna, you know, run the game. You right. know, this is the goals. This is what we're setting ourselves up to do and to be. Um, you know, and 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 this is what I believe can happen. You know, um, and then when some when chaos does break out then you're able to step in once again as coach to help you know hey you know this is the situation you know I'm, I'm hearing what you're saying I'm hearing what you're saying and then just to bring a, a happy medium you know but the first thing is to get people calmed down because of course when people are in an uproar you know you can't think you're not going to think you know right. so it's like hey you come with me let's go for a walk right quick you know and um and allow them to feel whatever they're feeling Mm -hmm. whyever they're feeling why you know this is a reason why they feel the way they feel you know they may not feel heard they may not feel um valued with their words they may have been belittled you know by this person for a very long time so there's a reason why they're mm -hmm. doing what they're doing and and to allow them to express why they're so angry you know and then that helps them calm down a little bit more from what I've, from what I've experienced is just allowing them to, it's okay to be upset, you know, but we can fix this. You don't have to stay that way, you know, right. so that just listening, you know, just allowing, but a lot, the, the, you know, it's amazing. Like some of the TV shows that you see in different things, they don't show you how time consuming it's right. time consuming to, to deal with the emotional part of it, you know, and, um, and, and, but it is, it's time consuming. I tell you, to walk through the process with them and to guide them. But then you have some people that, you know, luckily they, they're so tired, you know, they're right. like, let's do it. All I want to do is just get this stuff out of here. <laughs> you know, so that, that's a, that's, that's easy. You know, yeah, I'm going to get rid of this. <laughs> like, okay, well, let's go. So. Yeah. And, and it's nice to have a, a break with people that are like, Hey, let's go. And um, it does kind of balance out sometimes, you know, um, mm -hmm. the work, the exhaustion, if you will. Um, but I think it's really valuable what you're saying. You're basically creating space for this person to be heard and listened to and validated. I mean, so many people seem to feel like they're not worthy of good things or a decent space. 
and mm-hmm. it has so much to do with being belittled or being told you're not worthy or valuable. It's just so frustrating mm-hmm. to me to see how many people have been told that and mm-hmm. they believe it. And then you, mm-hmm. so you're working through a lot of mindset as well, you know, to get mm-hmm. them to a point where they're like, oh, wow, the paint in here looks great. I love that I can sit on my couch or, you know, my kids mm-hmm. can come in um, or the house is ready to sell. You know, it's, mm-hmm. there's so much positive that can come out of working through that with those people. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I really appreciate that perspective for people. And I think it's one mm-hmm. that needs to be heard more from mm. people like you who are doing that work and you're like hey this is what I'm doing and guess what it's working because I'm focused on the people and I think that mm. is the key is figuring out how to focus on the people more and then we're going mm. to have better results with dealing with the stuff mm-hmm. yeah I, I always tell people like we have a five-star rating on Google Yelp and Facebook but it's not because we have never made a mistake or did something wrong. You know, mm-hmm. it is the human component and kindness and patience and connection. That's what makes the difference in, in my business and in the lives of our clients. That's the difference that um, people get, you know, because there's no way I could be in business over five years and not make a mistake or not do something wrong or, you know, that's totally like, no, right? it's, it's not realistic. <laughs> but the reality is fixing, being kind, listening, understanding. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, and a lot of people don't get that though. And it's like, you're, you know, a business runs not because of you, but because of clients, you know, of course, yeah, you know, having your systems in place most definitely makes a company run way smoother, mm-hmm. but your clients is they're the reason why you exist, you right. know, and some people don't, un- they, they forget their why, you know, um, and, but when you, you know, reconnect to that, why you started whatever business it was that you started, you know, it makes it a lot more effective, um, and it makes a, a bigger difference to me when you stay connected to that why, you know, um, I think that's really important because, you know, you know, and I always remember, it's not about you. It's not about the money. It's about the client because we're here to help, you know, and, and those, and, and they need us, whatever service provider you are, they need you, you know, your gift, your service, your talent, you know, you can do something that, that they can't you know, or you can do it a lot easier than what they can. So, you know, intentionally be the difference, you know, and know that they are your water that makes your boat float. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's so true. Uh, you know, it, it's so true that without them, where would we be without our clients, without the people that we serve, you know, how, how do you move forward if you don't have customers, you, you know, or, and so I think, being mindful of that and remembering your why and and the fact that you actually are here to help people like that isn't that the point people talk about business to business but really you're people to people you know that's Mm -hmm. really you're a person they're a person and you're trying to navigate it and bridge that gap I you know yeah especially nowadays I mean because the thing is everything's online so Mm -hmm. if you treat people mean and they come and leave a bad review you know 
I mean, I don't know about a lot of people, but I, I function totally off of reviews and, ex, you know, good customer service. Mm-hmm. I don't care how much it costs. If I have to pay more, I want good customer service, period. I want to be treated like I'm a human being, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I don't care how big your name is. If your score or your treatment of me is bad, I would go somewhere else and stop dead in my tracks because, you know, I deserve to be treated kind, you know, um, because it's within reason, you know, now right. some people, now you do have some clients, of course, every business owner has, they have some unrealistic expectations that you couldn't meet with the grace of God, you know, it just mm-hmm. wouldn't happen, you know, but you know, when, but when you're functioning within normal ranges and expectations of a company, then give me what I'm paying for. Give me timely things. If you say you're going to do something, have integrity, follow up and do it. Mm-hmm. It's about following through. It's about being attentive to what, why are they here? Why'd they come to you? Why'd they choose you? Cause you're not the only company, right? You know, that's so important. And a lot of people forget you are not the only company out here, you know, is a wonderful thing that you were chosen, you know? So, I mean, you know, that's, that's something that's really important for all service providers is to remember that they chose you, your choice always and forever, you know, and, uh, and, and when they choose you, you know, that appreciation, kindness, and, you know, would go a very, very long way, you know, so, yeah, that's just my thought about customer service. (laughs) (laughs) And it's so now, I mean, and you do have a lot of choices, especially, uh, now you can do your research. You can do a lot of things before you even reach out to someone and make that choice. So I think it's valuable to be able to be in a position to follow up and remember, remember what it's like to be treated well and send that out there in the world. So I think it's really valuable that you, you kind of get back what you put out also, you know, if you're doing mm-hmm the positive and, the, and doing the care of people, it's going to be returned to you in some way or another, you know? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I really appreciate you taking the time to come and talk with us. And I want to make sure people know how to reach you. So what's the best way for people to connect with you? Okay. Um, absolute touch cleaning. Uh, I'm women in. Oh, yes. AbsoluteTouchCleaning.com. Yes, I have to remember, um, I'm in the middle of revamping my website um, because we are changing the name from Absolute Touch Cleaning and Organizing to Absolute Touch Specialized Cleaning. So mm-hmm. we're sort of in the middle of all of that. So um, and we're at the tail end of rebuilding the website so it can be more interactive. So we have more videos and uh, testimonials and things like that. So we most definitely are doing it bigger. So AbsoluteTouchCleaning.com. And um, also our number is 469-734-2773. We are located in Dallas, Texas. And we uh, service the Dallas, Texas uh, metro area. So meaning if you are in the area, because I know this is um, a podcast, so we want to make sure that we, you know, narrow it down. Uh, but the Dallas area includes Fort Worth, McKinney, you know, Collin County, Tarrant County, if you're in the area, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And of course, Dallas County, uh, we do service all of those areas. And the services that we provide, we provide boarding, <laughs> clear out, and after death, clear out, mm-hmm. organizing your home um, with going through the process of purging. Because it could just be a normal organization of just needing to organize your closet. 
right. we go through that process with you. Um, and packing. So if you are getting ready to put your home on the market or if you're getting ready to move, um, you know, we come in, pack you up and we would do a deep clean or a move out clean. And because we offer multiple services, we're able to provide discounts. So mm-hmm. we go through that process with you. So, mm-hmm. Well, that is fantastic. And I love knowing um, someone in the Dallas, Fort Worth metro area. And I really feel like um, what you're doing is very valuable and very needed. And I'm so happy to know you and be connected with you. And I encourage people to reach out to Marisa and her company if you are needing her services in that area. Yes, thank you. I, I appreciate you having me here. I really do appreciate it. And that we were able to discuss a variety of different things. I, so thank you so much. You are most welcome. And I'm so happy you took the time. Yes, indeed. <laughs> well, thank you, everybody out there in the world <laughs> for viewing. <laughs> The Today I Decide Mental Health Summit will be held virtually on Saturday, April 3rd, 2021. This summit is designed to provide hope and to show others that they are not alone in overcoming mental health challenges. Mental health issues plague many people in our world, and we may not always know that until it is too late. This summit is bringing awareness to mental health issues providing a place for discussion, awareness, and resilience solutions. We've got many amazing speakers uh, lined up sharing their stories of overcoming struggle and resilience. I'm very honored to be one of the speakers for this amazing event. I invite you to join us. You can find more information with our hashtag, TodayIDecide. And you can also find more details and check out the great sponsorship options at veteranssocialsummit.com. Thank you so much for being willing to be a part of the solution.